fans. My name is Angela. And my name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode four of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. So yeah, we're finally on the air. We're published and we have followers. Thanks, guys. Yay! We appreciate it. Oh my god, we love right followers. Right now you can find us find us on uh, SoundCloud and hopefully we'll get our RSS feeds fed through fed to the directories like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And maybe Spotify, but we're not sure about that. Hopefully. Oh, Spotify. Yeah. Hopefully Spotify. Either way, if you like what we what you hear so far, make sure that you Tell spread the friends. word. Tell your friends. We tell love. your friends. Tell your family. Tell your girlfriends. Extra love. Even your exes. And tell that stranger on the street because, yeah. Tell your dog. They might like the sound. I'm sure your dog would love the sound. ASMR for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're pretty excited. We've, we've got people joining us and listening. It's, it's really exciting, especially for a new podcast by new podcasters like Right here. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, more or less. So things that happened since we last recorded. Pam, you watched the new show. I watch things on stuff on streaming services like Netflix, Hulu and stuff. There was one show that actually caught my interest. Um, it's an anime movie. It's called A Silent Voice. It's also translated to the shape of voice and um it it it's a very heartfelt story uh it it dealt with bullying and everything that goes with it this is a serious it, show it's, it's it's a serious it's a dra- yeah it's, it's a dramatic it's, it's show. drama i'm not one to cry i cried at this one yeah it's i've seen the little title previews when i'm flipping through like Oh, that looks like it could be really good and really sad. I clicked on it knowing that it will be he- it will be heavy on the drama because this is actually has been around. It actually started with a, as a manga and then it got animated. And I heard a lot of good stuff about a silent voice, and I I will confirm it is worth checking out. Um, Just have the tissues ready. Have the tissues ready, um, even if you don't think you'll need them. It deals, as I said, it deals a lot with bullying. It deals with the mental issues that go with it, all the emotional stuff. So this is on Netflix? Oh, yeah. I watched it on Netflix. It could- what if social media could save oh, lives? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, and so, so you have been warned. The issues that they deal with is heavy. But I think it's it's excellent for the times. It's a very good yeah. conversation starter. Yeah, and you said earlier that it it talks about it talks about both sides, both the victim and the the bullier. The, the bullier. Yeah. The bully. So, uh, and the story is well written to the point where you don't really feel like there is a protagonist or an antagonist you feel like all the characters involved are human which that's so. yeah when this when you feel like they're just human that's that's when you know something's been really well written yeah and and it just it just proves that you know the character uh, the characters are you can relate to them at some at some point and okay when, so i'm just looking at netflix here it says 
Coming of Age Story of Bullying and Atonement received a Best Animation Film nomination from the Japanese Academy. Yes. I see it. Okay. It's worth it. Um, and just a fun fact, for the English dub, they did actually have a deaf actress. Really? F- play for a deaf character. Awesome. I think that's awesome. That That is awesome. That is amazing. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a... It, just my point of view, if you're going to have a character that has a particular issue, the best actor to play that character is someone who has dealt with that issue before or who is dealing oh, yeah. with that issue. Like if, if it's a character with a speech impediment, get a person who knows what it's like to have that speech impediment. Right. Even if they no longer suffer from that speech impediment. And the fact that they got a... a actual deaf person to do the voice that is amazing to me and and yeah yeah and um i think it i think it just makes the performance more organic oh yeah 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 i i, I would bet i i, I hate and, it when like a person who who has to act that way i mean we see all the time yeah, where it's, it's like, it just it's i i don't know personally i find it if if it's if it's depicting like the way a person is like like oh gosh I don't even know where to where I'm going with <laughs> spit it, it out Angela it's, 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 if it's done poorly it's downright insulting right oh yeah it's so the yeah I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about um, the whole issue of like whitewashing yeah and, yeah. You know, and back in the day of blackface, oh, you know, it's almost face, like yeah. wow. But how do you how do you get away with that? Yeah. So so you're <laughs> saying that it was nominated for, for for Japanese awards or something? Yeah. For when when this film opened, it was the film opened at number two at the Japanese box office. That's behind your name, and oh, yeah. your name is very popular among um, oh, anime fanatics. Yeah. So. That's that. something to measure up. So sweet. Okay, and then okay, I have something that I wanted to talk about. It's not something that's been going on this week. It's just okay. I am a big fan of comics and manga and web comics, and um, I'll admit. I do go looking for manga online that hasn't been released in the U.S. because they're not going to get it translated for a while. Sometimes you find some real good ones, and sometimes you get some not-so-good ones. Well, I was looking for some manga to read, and when I was leafing through the options, I came across things that looked very familiar. Um... You've probably heard of this app. You've probably seen the ads in your in your uh, phones when you're leafing through other things. There's this um, webcomic service called Webtoons. Okay. Now, this, this website that I was going to to look for manga was... It had Webtoons comics on it. Uh, guys, there's... <sighs> That makes me angry for many, many reasons. Okay, I have no idea what this is about. All right, so, all right, basically, um, 
what Webtoons is, is it's an, basically an aggregator for internet-based comics, like web comics and things that are purely online, okay. right? Um, and it's a place for people to host their comics and potentially one day make money off their comics and advertise their Patreons and all that kind of stuff. So they can, you know, get their comics out there, make, hopefully make a little money off of it, and, and for some of them, get big enough to make merchandise for themselves. Well, once it leaves that platform, they are no longer getting those views. They're no longer getting that credit. They're no longer getting that, that basically free advertising for themselves. And it's getting spread around. And it's these websites that, that they host manga on, it's for basically fan translations into English. These... These web comics are already in English. So you're telling me that Webtoons is making their own? No, no, no. This is a different website. These people oh, it's a are different website. People are downloading the images uh-huh. and uploading them to different websites. Oh, now, guys, I see. If if you're looking for web so comics, they're hijacking them. They are hijacking mm-hmm. the comics. Ah. And as a creator, that upsets me. Because you know, I I would like to publish my own web comics and all that because you know i i love comics i like reading them i like making them it's fun and i would like to one day publish a comic of my own but once it gets taken out of there that is basically money coming out of what that comic maker could be earning you could once you're reading it from a source that is not connected to where they're publishing it. You're not supporting your artists. You're not supporting your creators. See, that's the thing about that's the thing about the internet that, like, there's this whole notion that the internet is this free and open thing where if you put on something, and then it should be free to use and all that stuff. But the, but, I mean, I'm sorry to say, like, the internet is just an open platform but that doesn't mean that the things that that we publish on there is free right i mean that's why we have creative commons that's why we have public domain that's why we have you know you know user licenses and these people they're hoping they're they're putting themselves out there to put their their creations to the public and yeah it's it's just upsetting to me that these these comics are getting moved to platforms where they're not getting credit, they're not getting, they're not getting earnings, they're not, they're not actually getting linked to anything, so they're yeah. not getting the Patreon traffic that might not, be going to them. They're probably not asking permission either. Oh at heck no! Least, heck no at all! Yeah, at least ask so, for permission. So, <laughs> yeah, so, what do you propose as a solution to the problem, guys? If you're looking to get these web comics. If you're looking to read them or consume them in some way, go to the creators' websites. Go to the platforms yeah. that they're posting them on. Go support their Patreons, yeah. please. Because they're putting their hearts and souls into these. Like I, I read a bunch of these comics on, on Webtoons. Like Behind the Gifts, that one it amuses me. My Giant Nerd Boyfriend, Age Matters, um, 
there's a couple silly ones that I'm reading, like Matchmaker Hero. There's I read a bunch of these yeah. web comics on webtoons. So yeah, if if you're looking for for comics, please go support your comic artists by actually reading them where they post them. Buy the comics when they're available, cause okay. that's you know, yeah. That that just reminded me of this one story of one of my favorite podcasters, mm-hmm. um, Scott Johnson. Oh, he's my favorite. Well, he's one of my favorite. He's my, he's I'm a big fan. He's um, your hero. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I'm getting into podcasting because I'm hearing what he does. He's a he's a a, a cartoonist, right? Mm-hmm. He was telling this one story where. He was one of his, one of his cartoon characters. One 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 thing that he drew, some of his art, started flowing around the internet, and one of it, like you could tell, like someone hijacked it because he never gave a permission to actually use it for, for for a, an internet site, and uh-huh. he found it on there, and like the person had the audacity to actually take off his name on the art are you serious yeah and <laughs> he was like oh that's interesting you know it was like it was it was oh, good blown out hijacking yeah yeah that's the yeah. downfall of the internet yeah. that everything can be yep. wiped so easily yeah. credibility is lost and like, call me a call me a tattletale call me a narc whatever you want but if i see someone pirating comic book art oh you better know you better believe i, I will let people know if if i see art that i know belongs to someone else getting pirated i will let someone know and and get that taken care of you bite you bite their ankles angela yeah (laughs) oh i will bite their ankles beware of angela i i bite ankles (laughs) yeah you would edwin (laughs) yep um and then yeah edwin what have you been up to you know i just got done watching good omens on Amazon okay, Prime. So holy moly. Okay, um I am totally new to this good omens. I know shame on me. But do I need to read the book? You know, I've read the only Neil Gaiman book I've read was American Gods. Okay. And American Gods, if you haven't read it, go do yourself a favor and read it because it is one of the most fabulous, well-written books I've ever read. I've never really explored uh Neil Gaiman novels. I've never actually read a Terry Pratchett novel. And Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman collaborated on Good Omens. And it real this show really makes me want to read the book because there's some writing in there. And I don't know if the writing in the in the movie, especially the narration part of it, is translating from from the book. But the way that they're writing, like the dialogue and the narration in the movie, it's like, it's so witty and it's genius the way they're doing it. Edwin made me watch a little bit of the last episode. <laughs> Is it Angela safe? Uh, not entirely. <laughs> it's, it, there's, it's a little sweary at points. Well, not, not nearly as bad as, as some of the shows that Other I've, shows. <laughs> I've yeah. heard of. Um, Is it, but, is it continuing? It's, well, I don't know because I've never read the book. I don't know if there's actually like, oh, like okay. another book. 
from I you know I wouldn't know because I haven't read the book, but oh, I thought rest I... assured I will read the book now. So <laughs> go buy the book or visit your local library. Exactly, but um, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Good Omens. It's got one of our favorite stars, David Tennant. Oh my god! Also David stars Michael Tennant. Sheen and several other characters, uh, several other celebrities that I'm really really glad they're getting work because I haven't seen any. Like a lot of them in nope. other places. So you got me sold at David Tennant. I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love um, him. <laughs> one, one of the one of the scenes in the episode that he made me watch. One of my favorite lines. Um, like there's Aziraphel says. I think what Aziraphel, the one that you were that you just chuckled at like <laughs> yeah, really hard. Because <laughs> here he is getting all mad like. You better do something, or, or, and he looks like he's about ready to punch him, or something. Punch David Tennant's character. Yeah, yep. And he's like, "You better do something right now, or I'll, I'll, or I'll never speak to you again." <laughs> and like, he looks like he's about ready to murder, and then he's like, "Or I'll never speak to you again." That was my favorite line of that little bit I watched. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for any of you guys. Yeah, please don't, because I'm like, I have no clue what's going on, but it sounds terrific. It's a six-episode series on Amazon Prime, so it's a a good binge afternoon watch. An easy easy afternoon's binge. Good, so, yeah. (laughs) I have a very short attention attention for binging, so six episodes, perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, your favorite actor. Speaking of, you have some news about David Tennant. So let's switch over to OMG Shut Up and Listen. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Calling all geeks, Galaxy Con Minneapolis is coming, and OMG. Now that you were on the topic of David Tennant, I'm so proud to announce that David Tennant will be one of the guests in GalaxyCon Minneapolis. I'm so stoked. As a as a avid Doctor Who fan, he's my favorite doctor. And in fact, <laughs> I, I just admire the man. And I you know, from Harry Potter to Jessica Jones and eventually Good Omens, uh, he's he's just a he's just an actor that doesn't seem to age. And even if he does, even if you do notice signs of aging, he still seems to have that it, it's energy. The, it's the hair. It's, it's the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair. But is it a Scottish in him? Uh, it, well, he's, could be. I don't know. And he's just got so much energy to his performances. It's like, wow. Well, I like how he can he can gauge it like from he could be a very good character and then play an evil villain and everything in between. And I'm like, wow. You know, I saw David Tennant on Broadchurch. I was about to say in person? Wow. No, I saw David Tennant in Broadchurch, the show. He's in that. Yeah. And it's, I've never seen him like not be like Doctor Who-ish, I guess you could say. Like just completely like, Oh yeah. Like, like full of energy. Like he's really serious. Yeah. It's the direct opposite of Doctor Who. Yeah. And along with him is Catherine Tate. And Catherine Tate. She is one of my favorite Doctor's companions. She plays Donna. She, she plays Donna. Donna Noble. Donna Noble. Yeah. Dr. Donna. She has also I she has her own show, the Catherine Tate show. That's actually hilarious. Catherine Tate show. 
I love her characters. Um, there are also other cool guests that are coming to Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy. Jonathan Frakes is going. Yes. Commander, yeah. Riker, Commander Riker. Also the voice of Santa Toast from Gargoyles. And, oh, I love that show. And uh, and Captain Kirk, my favorite captain. <laughs> of course. Yes. Michael Rooker, also from Guardians. There's Nick Frost, Shaun of the Dead people. Mike Coulter, all you Marvel fans know him as Luke Cage. And, and the, the list goes on and, and, and on and, what and I, on. And what I like about this con is that holy voice actors. Is there a ton? There's, okay, Kevin Conroy is going to be there. Do you know who Kevin Conroy is? He is the voice oh. of Batman. <laughs> Which one? The animated Batman. <gasps> the guy with the growly voice, like the deep. You just saw, you just watched the documentary recently. Yeah, and yeah Kevin He Conroy. was on that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was. I am Batman. That guy. He is. Yeah. Like, he sounds like. Smoky voice growl kind of thing. Without being over over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I I like it too. I'm actually surprised that Rachel Lake Cook of Josie and the Pussycats is going to be there too. And I believe she, she's a Minnesota native. She is. She went to South Minneapolis High School. She's a Southie. And the, the one, one that I'm kind of happy about, Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible oh, yeah. Hulk the Incredible himself. Hulk. Uh, Yep. That would be one that I'd love to see. All you Cowboy Bebop fans, Steve Blum is going to be there. Basically, we started looking at the list of guests. Like, we heard that David Tennant and Catherine Tate were going to be at GalaxyCon. And we started looking at the list and we started geeking out like, "Ah!" Futurama and Adventure Time fans, John DiMaggio is going to be there. Yeah, but there's a catch to this, though. What's the catch? I can't see the catch. What's the, the catch? The catch is, is you get your tickets. The tickets are a really reasonable price, but it costs a crap ton of money to actually get up and get your autographs and your photo ops. Right, but it's in November. It's November 8th through the 10th. So save you your money. I'm saving my money for it. You have to it. save your money. That's the downfall of having such high-profile yeah. celebrities is that it'll cost money to you know actually meet them and sign photographs and have photo ops but, but it is but it, it does beat like you know doing the whole paparazzi sort of thing where right. where you're just sneaking the pictures yeah, and they're gonna be blurry so, they're not gonna be good quality and then that's so just so like weird like imagine yourself being a celebrity and you someone just stops you like a bunch of people stop you because or they don't there. even stop you you're just like taking a big old bite of your sandwich and like suddenly there's cameras cooking like I'm just eating a sandwich here, guys. Oh, or else, or or the it's, urgent bathroom. So I'm like, sorry, but I gotta go. <laughs> it's the same thing as with cosplayers, guys. Ask first. Yeah. There are some high-profile cosplayers that are going too. Again, ask before you take speaking pictures. Of, speaking of cosplay, there's something weird about the this this Galaxy Con. There's an event on there. I have no idea <laughs> what this is all about. Oh, where was Something that? Something about wrestling? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Fantasy the... Super Cosplay Wrestling. Where the... wrestlers dress as heroes and villains from comic books, anime, video games, movies, and TV shows to fight for glory. No, here's the thing. In episode one, I need, to be ex- I, I need a lesson on cosplay. <laughs> okay, and I was there. I was like, okay, I get it, right? 
this <laughs> this is a whole nother level whole new level so <laughs> i well, see this is this is taking it one step further because you know i was telling we were talking about how it's it's an art form and and for the moment you're wearing that costume you are that character you get to be someone else this is this is just taking it a little further like this is a little friendly competition between your character and someone else's it's, it's exciting it's goofy it's fun okay 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 all right well with that should we get to your question let's do let me tell you a thing is that really a thing hey what you mean by that okay let me tell you a thing tell me this what is up with funko pop okay Funko Pops. Let's first define what a Funko Pop is. Well, what, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. I saw, I saw, um, I saw a lot of our friends going, like, wanting Funko Pops. We mm-hmm. went to, a, we went to a Barnes and Nobles, and they had a bunch of pump of, uh, yeah, Funko Pops there, right? Uh huh. Pam, right. And <laughs> not to nitpick or anything, but yes, yeah, me. Pam and uh, yeah, right. I may have been looking, and you at were some looking at them. I was looking. We were looking for very specific Andy, ones. Andy has a crap ton of them, <laughs> right? Andy is one of our friends. He plays Dungeons and Dragons with us every once he in a while. And, Funko Pops. and he does. Lo and behold, I go to work, right? And hey, look. There is a Lord of the Rings as Google Funko Pop <laughs> that's on my desk. Some, someone gave you a Funko Pop? Are yeah. They... <laughs> Did you at least say thank you? I don't know what to do with it. So. <laughs> okay. So, See. so it's over. And so. You didn't throw it away, though. No, I oh, actually. Someone else has it now because I don't understand it. But. Dude, Edward, you could have brought it home for me. Well, if you didn't know what it was, I mean, I could have taken it. I don't know. Anyways, what is up with these things? They don't even look at like the character. They're not a good like replication of the character. It's like, okay. Okay. A very hold very up. Caricature version of the character. And that's where it is. It's a caricature of a character. See, they're like little bobbleheads, and they've. They've been cutesified and they've kind of been s- almost standard, standardized some, and in shape. Yeah, some are bobbleheads, some are not. Um, I have one. I only have one Funko Pop. I'm not a big collector, but the reason why I got that one Funko Pop is because it is very hard to find a decent Psylocke anything. figurine. Or anything, really. Because no one knows who she is. So when I found out that there was a Funko Pop bobblehead over... Oh, yoink. Yeah. But basically, it's a representation of different pop culture icons. Like, some of them are actually... Like, I think there's a a uh, K-pop group that's been turned into Funko Pops. I believe it's BTS. Probably. Like the most famous ones right now. But yeah. yeah. But there's, there's uh, movie characters, there's video game characters. And the thing is, they're caricaturized so that they can distinctly belong together. 
so you can collect them and it it's a distinct collection rather than like oh i got this here i've got this there it's it it looks less cobbled together when you put them next to each other now in another podcast i was listening to another podcast i was listening to they were talking about in gen con the 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 convention that happens over in indiana that that that's all about like tabletop games right 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 right? i forgot who's making it but there is this tabletop game that involves funko pops (laughs) right because now there's so yeah (laughs) i i don't remember what the game is called but i distinctly heard funko pop which (laughs) led me to this whole entire thing but now it's almost like there's a there's a purpose to them because it's just I feel like it's just like okay there's a thing yeah they, how much do they cost they're like what fifteen bucks it depends it's... on like the edition of the Funko Pops but usually normal pops what more than ten but less than fifteen usually that's the it, it also depends on where you're buying them from so I feel like this is sort of like. Just like think, Beanie this is, Babies or well, something. Yeah, kind exactly. Of. Just it, think yeah, of it like, like a po- a real-life version of Pokemon, but instead... Gotta catch them all. <laughs> but yeah, they... But instead of, you know, weird... Uh, you know, animals that have those weird names, this is, actually applies to everyone because everyone knows the, all these movies and these video game references. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I found a Groot. I've got a... I'm gonna buy me a Groot, so I have a Groot now. I don't need to get any more Groots after I have this Groot. I remember that... Um... What was that like those Disney what do you call them? Like those things that you put on top of the video game? Those Oh, the oh you're talking the Mebos, the Disney ones? The Skylanders were... and oh, yeah. and that sort of stuff. They were beautiful. They were like crafted. Like they look better than than uh, the most like models I've seen for, for figurines. And I see yeah. Funko Pops, I was like, what the heck is that? It's it's <laughs> Well. It really is essentially a collectible. Because uh-huh. any any item that is a collectible, there's going to be somewhere out there like, why is this even a thing? Like Precious Moments figurines. I have a sister-in-law who loves Precious Moments. Yeah, my mom was into Precious Moments. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a collectible in its own right. Uh, Beanie Babies, they were a collectible. Granted, they went a little um, over, over, the top? over the top. Whereas Funko Pop, you know, it's not the whole trying to create a false rarity to them. I think I the, think with the Funko Pop, it's just, it's fun. It's something, it's not really a toy. No, it's, but it's, a, it's not really a serious collectible either. Yeah, it's, it's something that you can, like, you've got a space that you want to decorate and you want to show off that, yeah, you're a fan of this thing. A Funko Pop, you can pop it right there. Oh, hey. There's another one, I mean, and they go together. So I mean, it's it's yeah, it it works for decorating with geeky uh, with and, geeky things. And there are some people that don't even bother just taking it out of the box. They just put the box on top of another yeah, box. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure those are the collectibles. That's like this is gonna be worth something. If I take it out of the box, it's not gonna be worth as much. I don't think it's really that. It's just it's just an easier way of decorating your stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, it makes it easier to stack them. There, right. there are some Funko Pops that do have numbers on them, I think. And I think like, that's like a collectible number or something. It's like yeah, so it's probably like a, a limited edition. Authenticity or, kind of thing. No, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. What it's it more is, like but. like it's probably for like a limited run 
where they don't expect many to sell, but yeah. but they do want it out there. It's like Tabasco and in, in, uh, yeah, like there was babies. Like um, I think I was looking at a thing earlier. Um, apparently, the most rare and difficult to find Funko Pop out there is a holo- a holographic Darth Maul figurine. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, which is like okay. I would have thought that like something so, bigger, like Stan, the Stanley Funko Pops, would have been more worthy. Well, there's they're still coming out with different Stanley oh, right. variations, right. but what I hope to find one day is a Funko Pop of Stan Lee, not one of his characters, Stan Just Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah. Stan Lee is it like <laughs> like in a Hawaiian shirt kind of thing? or something like that? <laughs> that that would be awesome. That would make me happy. I'm, I'm happy with my style. Like, I actually freaked out. And I have it on, on my office, actually. And people <laughs> keep on saying, oh, that's a very cool doll. And I'm like, okay, close enough. Close enough, yeah. And I like how they're like, oh, she looks like you. I don't know. I actually... No. I view that as as, as a compliment. Just because yeah, I like I like Silent. Yeah, it's not accurate, but thanks. It's close. It's close. Thank you, though. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's let's um move on to food talk. We went to another restaurant. Yay. I like going to restaurants. And there was a little flub, but we'll tell you all about that in our review. So let's move on to food talk. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Yeah. Um, so we went to... We went to Bukhara Indian Bistro. Yes. And that's not where we set out to go. Edwin, just play it. Just play it. Anyway, so let's talk about this place. Um, well, it's called Bukhara Indian Bistro. It's located in Wazada. Yeah, we, we come in here, we got our table for three. It's got lots of foods, so there's considerable amount of privacy if you want something a little quieter. Um, decoration is nice and classy, tasteful. Um, definitely got the right your, motif. Yeah, it, you've definitely <laughs> got your um, your flair, your uh, cultural flair in the decoration, but it's not super overwhelming. They've got milkshakes. They do have milkshakes. I saw the milkshakes on the list. I deliberately did not go for milkshakes. How convenient when you're talking about Indian hot. This, the gulab jamu? Gulab jamu? Or the mango ice cream? Are we going to butcher names today? Yes. There's homemade milk ice cream with pistachios. Part of me wants to try like a bite of, a small bite of Angela's thing just so that I can taste your threshold and completely regret it afterwards. My dish is going to be very hot. Um, You know, this mild, medium hot, very hot. So hopefully my dish will burn my mouth. 
um, and I have a pretty high threshold for spice so Ham is wondering what that threshold is she will regret it Edwin may also regret it if he had attempts it. We may have to ask for extra straws for you guys. Probably. Probably. Uh, but my beverage that I ordered, I ordered a mango lassi, which is a yogurt-based drink, which will definitely help kill the burning. Alright, you got the... So I got the Rogan Josh, which is a lamb. And I got the chicken vindaloo. Clearly, and Edwin got the mixed biryani, which he's already chowing down on. Yep. It's a curry. I mean, it's a, it's, it's an Indian. It's a rice dish. Yeah, it's a, a spicy Indian rice oh, dish. It's like it's like it's like it's like Indian's version of fried rice. It's uh. <laughs> it's um, um, your it's got, before the sauce. It's got cashews, it's got peas. So, what do you think? Is it good? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. It's, got, it's got shrimp, it's got chicken, it's got put, put, try some potatoes. Of the sauce so, your, your Robert Josh is very yummy? Mm. So, okay, yogurt's good. So, the sauce? The meat, man, meat is very tender. Well, here's so the thing. I think I may have had this before, but I just ate it wrong. I didn't have the yogurt. Probably. Because the yogurt is really good. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> she said. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is quite hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> that hits very quickly. Um, I can taste a little bit of the citrus in there. Lovely sauce. It's got a nice texture. I've always been a fan of samosa. Many different countries have their own version of samosas. And every single time I see one on, on a menu, particular a meat samosa of some sort, beef particular, I will get it. <laughs> I do. I do really like the mint sauce as well as the chutney. I, th I think I might like the mint sauce better myself. But um, the pastry on, on these samosas is really nice and flaky. I would try yours, but I'm not ready for it yet. And not until I've got the mango lassi. <laughs> right. It was going to be nice and save some for Jeff, but I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. I try that? Sure. I mean, it looked, to me, it looks like a. Yeah, it looks like a curry. I mean. It's not a curry because. Well, in a way it is, I guess. I will sacrifice the straw so you can have a sip so you can taste. Alright, alright, here we go. Bam. <laughs> is, Bam. It, is it going? Is it going? Bam. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Pam forgot that she was Filipino. Yeah, what does that mean? You're gonna want another sip of that. I know. Let it. Let it. Let it build back let it up. Bid. I know exactly where it hit my tongue. 
and it's still burning. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because do it. I'm gonna end up drinking all of that. And don't take all my lassie. Just do a little bit like I did, and so, and you know what? It's fine. I'm really I'm right, fine. Here, Edwin. Keep on doing this. It might work. If it because your hand gestures might work. Are you willing to weigh the spice? Yes. I'm not trying to think of it. You know the yogurt it's sauce. So hot. The yogurt sauce on your dish would probably help. Oh. Well. I can't taste that. All you can taste is the hot. I can taste the hot. That's, a, that's the problem with really, really hot. Is that I can't taste anything other than hot. That, that the hot, yeah. I know. Yeah, the only way you can taste anything other than hot is if you're used to hot and trying to taste beyond this. Which is impossible if you can't color it. But it's delicious. It is really accurate. Really? You can taste that? <laughs> if you want the, the bite to it, yeah, it's delicious. Angela's dying here. I'm not dying. How's your sinuses? Dripping. Yeah, see? I'm not dying. Why do you keep thinking I'm dying? Is your mouth numb? No, it's on fire. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's quite tingly. And we got some gulab jamun. I'm not pronouncing that. Oh, I'm gonna murder it too, so I'm. Um, what was it? Gulab, gulab jamun, jamun, I think it's called. Deep fried milk balls and sweet soap. How does it taste? So it's so it's basically two small balls yeah, in ball. kind of like a what a syrup. Some sort? Yeah. yeah. It's like a simple syrup almost, but something else. It's like a citrusy, simple, simple syrup. Mm hmm. The, the milk balls themselves are not overly sweet, which is nice. Mm hmm. And they're warm. And they've got, they've got a texture almost like a donut. I was about to say, this is basically, this reminds me of pancakes. Yes. So, ranking. Okay. I, on the roll of a dice, on the roll of a d20, 15 or 16, which is so, you know, a good roll of dice. Yeah. Edwin, what do you think? You pass a check on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm more um, on the 16 side of it. I say 15. Because I really like how tender their meats are. This has always been one of the better, one of the better like, the restaurants that I've in... been to. Like, I've always liked it. Uh, I'd say 15. Look, I've never had. I guess I had the biryani, but I mean, to me, the sauce really makes it like the the yogurt sauce on top of the rice. Yes, and so and the atmosphere is very, very calm. Excellent service. I noticed you uh, didn't leave my embarrassment in there. The place that we were supposed to go to was um, Lat Fourteen Asian Bistro. Yep. I didn't realize how busy it was going to be on a Tuesday of all nights, and I didn't think to make reservations. Well, I got there like an hour after they opened for dinner. I was already booked. The wait was about an hour 15. 
So yeah, we discussed things and we went with another restaurant that was in the area. Bugaro is it, and it did not disappoint. Hey, hey, Angela. Again, it's one of my ha- favorite ones. Hey, Angela. How how does your mouth? How is your mouth? My mouth is fine, thanks. It's no longer on fire. No, <laughs> it quit. It quit being on fire about half an hour after we left the restaurant. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm just looking after you. Jeez. I know. I I actually uh ate about half my dish there and ate the other half the next day at lunch, at work. Did it? It was. It burned. It burned worse. Burn, burned more more so it, because it, it sat it, in spices longer. Yeah, it sat in its spices longer. So yeah, it it, it burned. You it did tastes... bring milk, right? No. Oh my! <laughs> I just, I just sat there and blew my nose and <laughs> wished for death until you know half no, hour I, later it finally it, started calming down. It didn't raise anyone else's suspicions as to why is she sniffing so much. <laughs> it's not like okay, <laughs> Angela's work. There's she's there's some uh, exotic food that goes through there. There are some very exotic foods that some go through there. Some of them are very spicy. Did, did yeah. anyone want to sample it? I actually did not offer it. I have one coworker <gasps> who would have loved to try it. <laughs> but I was being greedy. I wanted it all to myself because it was very, very tasty. And they they did do their best to give us really good service. And Yeah, I kind of... Yeah. Yeah. But they they did our best even even before they realized we were recording, so yeah. I've always wondered like every time we do these like let's bring a recorder into a restaurant. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Well, anyway, for, for the followers, um, don't get scared of trying an Indian place solely yeah. because of the yeah, spiciness. They, they they were nice enough to to bring out a little chart of spices so you could choose the, your spice level. Yeah, and and this particular place, they did have an option of no spice to where they just season it rather than adding the peppers to make it super spicy. I just really, really like spicy, so I wanted to see how spicy they could go, and I was not disappointed. And you guys, you, you guys seem to enjoy your food and didn't have your mouth burn before you tasted mine. Hey, hey I, I had the mild, it. I had the mild plus. Well, so it what? Plus, it was, there. it was a oh, <laughs> it was special because you're special. <laughs> Yet you were afraid to try out your wife's dish, and I did, and I'm still living. Uh, he, he, he tried it. I tried he, it. He had like a tiny, tiny pea-sized dot on a big heap of rice, and he still nearly killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it killed me. It's more like a oh, there is a hole in my tongue. <laughs> but yeah, we anyway we enjoyed it. That was where where is that located? That was uh, Bukharas over in Wayzata. It's just right on the west side on three ninety four from the Beltway. So on the four ninety four yeah, and three ninety four Beltway. Yeah. So, so go check it out. Definitely mm-hmm. go check it out. Um. Yeah, uh, I have an awkward segue. <laughs> um, I have a story for you all. Let's let's have some adventures of a D and D character. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. 
Okay, once again, I'm going to tell you a story about Pepper. I love Pepper. I'm sure you'll figure this out um, if I haven't already made it obvious enough. Well, in another adventure in which uh, our cleric of, of that other group was taking care of personal business in, in uh, her town, um, the... We'll actually put names to these characters this time. Balnor, the human ranger, and Angus, the tiefling rogue, were going with Pepper to complete a quest. They wanted some magic items, magic weapons in particular. You know, a little something to make them a little stronger, make, e make their enemies a little easier to defeat. Well, the blacksmith was willing, but he didn't have the materials for it. However, he did know of some materials that might could make some magic weapons. He'd seen a meteorite fall just outside of town on the other side of the river. So, Angus, Balnor, and Pepper were all in. They went to go collect that chunk of space rock. Well, they got there. They found it just fine. And just as Angus picks it up, what should pop out of the woodwork except a mess of kobolds? There were a bunch of them, and we were not that high of level. Well, Angus knew that if he put that rock down, it was a big rock too, if he put that rock down, those kobolds would be all over it and hauling it away before we could blink. So here he is, stuck with a big old rock and... Balnor's fighting the kobolds off, and Pepper's fighting them off, and, and suddenly she realizes, wait, there's an easier way to do this. Hey, Angus, you, can you take a hit? Yeah? Thunder Wave. Well, she casts her spell Thunder Wave, and those kobolds right next to Angus, they just explode in a wave of thunder like the spell implies. And here he's covered in kobold guts. Well, there's still a few more. So, Balmer knocks a couple more down and Pepper whips around and... Thunder wave! And those kobolds explode too. So both Angus and Balnor were covered in kobold remains. It's just, oh, this is gross. And here our DM is like, yeah, this is the stuff of nightmares. Angus replies, nah, this is stuff of my dreams. This doesn't bother me at all. Balnor says, eh, doing what I do, it's a hazard of the job. It's no big deal. But Pepper... Pepper had never seen such a thing happen. No, sir. Those two are just fine. The one, the one who will be having nightmares of this moment will be me, the one who did it. I am never going to unsee that. Well, they go on. They go over across the river on the ferry. The, the uh, pilot of the ferry kind of looks them over. It's like... I don't want to know. 
I don't want to know. Don't even tell me. I. This is none of my business. And they get back to the blacksmith who is going to make their weapons for them. And he looks at them like, What did you do? Oh, please don't ask. You do not want to know. But they got their weapons. And they got some... They got a few more weapons than they anticipated. And life was good. Please please tell me that they at least got a bath. Uh, not until they got a hotel room. <laughs> but they went straight to the hotel we, room after that. We went straight to the inn. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We, we went straight to the inn so they could get a bath. Pepper didn't have a spot on her. Because, you know, Thunderwave, <laughs> it goes outward. But, yeah, yeah it was just... Ugh. All right. Well, that's our episode for today. We'll leave you with a little bit of entertainment. This time, we're going to play a quick round of Would You Rather. Oh, Would You Rather. Would You Rather. I don't uh, have a theme for this. i got to get a theme for this. Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Would You Rather. All right. So, so what we did with this is... Uh, we had wait, wait, Jeff. Open it yet. We had Jeff uh, pick out a "Would you rather" question. None of us knows what it is. It's been in a sealed envelope, which you probably heard Edwin opening in the background. I haven't. No, well, it's still in the envelope. I yeah. Do. So yeah, Edwin, hit us up with the question. Okay, here we go. And today's "Would you rather"? Would you rather fight a goblin horde or a kobold clan? Ooh, nice voice work on that, Edwin. Goblins. <laughs> goblins. Pepper's still having nightmares about the kobolds. Oh, sorry, was goblin versus kobolds? Would you rather fight a goblin horde or a kobold clan? And here I've been looking at the I've been looking at the stats for goblins and kobolds, um, but are they the same level? Um, roughly. Okay. It's, it's just, I think kobolds are supposed to be a little more intelligent. Yeah, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Do we need to open up our hymnals? <laughs> okay, okay. Here, let me, I, I'm going to say I'd rather fight goblins just because after Pepper blew up those kobolds by accident, it's a little... See, I don't think... I don't think in my in the campaigns that I was in, I don't think we No, we did we did fight goblins, but if I compared the two, kobolds seem to be easier to kill off. That would probably be just me and the luck of my dice. That may be the luck of your dice cuz they they range along the same difficulty. Um oof. Goblins have nimble escape. Maybe that's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, they they can disengage or hide as a bonus action. Disengage. So. Disengage. Disengage. <laughs> that's gonna be a, another story coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that will definitely be a story coming up. But we've got to get to the next part of the story before I can actually tell it. Right. Um. But yeah, personally, I think I'd rather fight the goblins. They they may be sneaky, but yeah, I I was reading more on kobolds anyway. But I what have you found? Okay, so according to the hymnal here, 
which is <laughs> D&D Beyond. Um, goblins have a hit point of seven, and their armor class is 15. Mm. Right? Okay. And let's see here. Stats uh, of a kobold. Kobold. I'm going to type in kobold here. Hold on. Kobold. I guess I could help, but let me just sit back and watch you guys do your research. Kobold has an armor class of 12 and a that's, hit points of 5. Maybe that's, that's the just, reason why. That's just a standard uh, basic that's kobold. That's a standard kobold, yeah. Yeah, that's a standard Maybe kobold. Maybe that's the reason why, because kobolds, like, one, once you hit... Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's one like a hit, one, two but thing. Yeah. but if they're talking like, how did he phrase it? A clan of kobolds. A clan of kobolds. So you could end up with a with a variety of different kinds of kobolds. Goblin horde. A goblin horde or a clan of kobolds, because I know some of the. Well, usually don't kobolds stick to their. One kobolds kind usually. Of... Well, here's the thing. According to. According to D&D 5E in, I believe it's um, the book that we just, that you just got. Volos. Volos got to. Monsters. To monsters. Hordes and kobolds. I mean, sorry. Goblins and kobolds usually attack in packs. Okay. Attack in tribes. So, I for this, I'm just going to say normal goblins, normal kobolds. So Okay, so which one? Which one would you rather you fight? you rather fight at? Me? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, th- I thought I was just going to read this. Oh no, you're no, answering you're, too. No, you're you're in it. You're the tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, I'd rather do kobolds. Kobolds? Yeah, because you got once you once you roll a you know if once you roll your hit and it's hit. twelve or over you're gonna kill it. You have to be either like a cleric who can't hit any, you know. <laughs> you no, know, wait, fighting hang, fighting with like. Hang on, quick question. A goblin. What what is their attack? Their like, attack. Yeah, what's their hit bonus? Oh, you gonna make me want to go back? Okay, so I'm gonna goblin, make you go back. A goblin. Is has attack plus four. Uh, same with the kobold. Okay. Yes. For those of you who do not know, is that when you roll a d twenty, you add the plus four to whatever you hit, and that's your attack. Okay. If it's more than the armor <laughs> class of the thing that you're hitting, you win. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now kobolds also have pack tactics. Do goblins have pack tactics? Now, what exactly is pack tactics? <laughs> a pack tactics means that that the kobold has advantage on attack rolls against a creature if at least one of the kobold's allies is within five feet of the creature and the ally isn't incapacitated. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, nope, still... it's got nimble escape, so goblins yep. can take the disengage or hide action <laughs> as a bonus action on each. Of its turn. So, so what that means is that <laughs> the goblin has a bonus action Edwin. after it does its main action to either hide or disengage. Thank you, Sensei. 
<laughs> teacher, teach me, please. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I would still do kobolds because they're easy to hit. Yeah, they're easy to hit. They're easy to kill. I'd still say kobolds, but that's because kobolds have traumatized poor Pepper. Weep. And on that sad note, we're going to close this episode up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. (sighs) Really, guys, we're really excited about that. So until next time, thanks for listening. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Pleasant Doom. You can also find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. You can find me at Elpheus at TC Edwin. Or TC Cities. T Cities Edwin. T Cities Edwin. T Cities Edwin is where you can find. <laughs> and at T Cities Edwin. T-Cities and also, Edwin. don't forget to check out our Instagram account that's under my name, Panda Cat Dragon. Do we have pictures of uh, Bukharaz on there? We do. We do. Uh, we, will so post, there it is. we will post it soon. There it All is. Right. And thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen again. Thanks, everybody.